Gay Savvy. And as always, the best day of your life here at Gay Savvy. Welcome back again. Studio is in running order. You have Michael James and Kat for the best gay radio show in the world. In the world. It is. It's the best in the world. As, as so <laughs> Michael isn't prone to me. hyperbole at all. Yeah, not at all. No. Not at all. I do love how prone you are to big words, so. <laughs> big words from such a little lady. I love it. Yeah, I pronounced that hyper hyperbole for a long time. <laughs> That's all right. I knew a guy who had a crush on the woman that used to serve him at the cafe near his work. And he went in there for a year just so he could talk to her on his lunch break. And one day he brought a friend along so he could, you know, say to the friend, oh, this is the girl. And uh, as she took the order, he said, well, thanks for that Sia band because she had a little name tag on. Oh. And Sia His band. friend had to go, dude, it's Siobhan. Sia <gasps> behind. Wow. <laughs> and for 12 months, he'd been calling her Sia Ben. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that poor she guy. Never, never corrected him. Oh, that is just <laughs> delicious. Well, that's what happens when you have a B in your name and it's pronounced V. It's, it's, she's asking for it with a <laughs> yes. name like that. It's yeah. her fault. I love the one I've seen the meme where it's like, uh, and we told him it was Stephen with a PH. So oh. they've written... Fifton. P- P-H-E-V-E-N. <laughs> I do like that. I love it. Well, there's lots happening tonight that are going to be just as interesting and wonderful as all of those things. Uh, we are, of course, going to have our Freak of the Week again tonight. Who will it be? And uh, following up will be our You Know What I Love, where we can find out all of the things that just make our little hearts tick this week. i got a doozy. I love mine. Special guest tonight uh, is Mr. Simon Copland. Now, Simon's going to come and uh, talk to us live on the phone. He's going to be having a bit of a chat about an article he wrote that's about our talking point for this week. And our talking point for this week is can we choose to be gay, which we've kind of touched on a little bit here and there. And Simon wrote this great article that appeared uh, last week. So he's actually going to call in and we're going to have a bit of a chat about his article and where he came from on that. Uh, before we go into a little bit of a discussion later on about that i think it's going to be really really interesting so if you want to be part of that discussion please make sure you tweet or facebook us at gay savvy uh, or you can call into the studio at any time on three double two one oh one nine seven because i think it's a really interesting question can you choose to be gay and why why is an interesting one as well uh, a lot of stuff will be unpacked there so can't wait for that uh, we of course have all of our latest news headlines this week and what's got your goat from all three of our favorite uh Angry people, as well as our bizarre <laughs> files this week. Very interesting bizarre files uh, involving lesbians, dolls, kittens, and babies. <laughs> A little trifecta there. Succinct. All yes. together? All together now. <laughs> but uh, before we come back for this week's uh, Freak of the Week, we've got to go back to one more song, kick it off again. Uh, she is killing it, killing it in this year's season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, I have another one of her songs to play. We played a couple of weeks ago, a different one. This one's Courtney Act with Welcome to Disgraceland here at Gay Savvy. It wouldn't be Gay Savvy without a Glee cover at least once every couple of weeks. That was Glee covering Pink's Perfect, um, one of my all-time favourite songs. The, so, the Pink version or the Glee version? The song itself. It's okay. uplifting, it's empowering. <laughs> It's lovely. You know, the best thing to do with an addiction is to try and wean yourself off it. Like, what about once a month and then maybe once every six months and then never? You shut your face. (laughs) Uh, Just shut your face. Shut your face right now. Which is kind of the approach that North Korea take to people who uh, say things they don't like. Oh, Segway Station. Oh, yeah. It's time for Freak 
of the week. We find the craziest people from around the world. We bring them together and we find out just what makes their freakish clocks tick. Now, this week, we've decided to award the crown for Freak of the Week to none other than North Korea. <laughs> the whole country. Yeah, pretty much. Just the whole... Just... That's a big crown, Michael. Yeah, just North Korea. All of you. All of you. Um, but because they're being nasty... They are, aren't they? They're uh, state media people. I, sorry, um, I genuinely think that if you're going to give North Korea freak of the week, you probably don't need to follow that up with a reason. It's oh, pr- it's pretty self-explanatory. It? Like, <laughs> North Korea, you're a freak of the week. Everyone will get that. Yeah, and yeah. scene, and we're done. <laughs> okay. Next segment. <laughs> but no, why, why this week of all weeks? Because their state media uh, people have launched an attack on... The High Court Judge Michael Kirby. Michael Kirby, who is a fabulous old homosexual. Indeed. Uh, He was uh, charged with looking into human rights abuses. Good stuff. He wrote a pretty damning report of North Korea, as you could imagine. Uh, But they've hit back at him and said that he's just a disgusting old lecher with a 40-odd year-long career of homosexuality. And those are actually the words, though. A dis- that's quote. That's the quote. A disgusting old lecher with a forty-year-long year career in homosexuality. Mm. I hope to have a very long career in homosexuality as well. I think that's quite admirable. <laughs> There's another quote that I particularly like. It is ridiculous for such gays to sponsor dealing with other people's human rights issues. Such gays? Yeah, the fact that he's gay means he shouldn't be allowed to investigate human rights. Issues. But that is why they've <laughs> been awarded Freak of the Week, though. I mean, that is their response to uh, a damning report on their human rights atrocities. And their response is, it's ridiculous for such gays to sponsor dealing with others' human rights issues. Not actually addressing the issues or considering the findings of the report, um, which has or which has been commissioned because they are in breach of international law um, and United Nations um, recommendations as far as human rights go. But they respond with, well, it's ridiculous that a gay person wrote this. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it you for that. It doesn't matter that we're violating it. No, no, because it was written by a gay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so um, they can take their glittery, shiny crown and they can come and collect it if they like. And we shall <laughs> place it upon the tip of the country uh, or put it on Kim Jong-il. The second or the third or the first? Which number is he? Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il? I don't think he needs any more crowns. I I can never keep track. Yeah. Well, he's got to do something to cover the hair. The hair, (laughs) it is all kinds of awful. Did you see that thing about uh, in in, uh, Britain, the haircuts? In Britain? I thought that was in in whatever country that was in. Um, God. That was in Britain. Yeah, I thought it was in North Korea. They were telling them the Lord to get his haircuts. That's what I thought it was. Yes, and in Britain, a little hairdresser shop put up a poster saying, are you having a bad hair day with a picture of Kim Jong-un? Um, you know, we'll sort you out kind of thing. Oh. And um, <laughs> a couple of people from North Korea came in and caused a scene. They said it was really offensive. They had to take down the poster immediately. How very dare they. So. Oh, absolutely awful. That's not racism. That's just like legitimate critique on someone's bad hair. Yeah, and it wasn't... I don't think they accused them of racism even. They just said that it was inappropriate because that's their... Fearless leader. <laughs> okay. Totes, totes you know, you can't, you can't make a mockery of him. Oh, fair enough. 
Yes. Well, if you'd like to tell us who you think our Freak of the Week should be next week, please feel free to call or social media us and let us know. 32210197 is the station number if you are listening to us live on the airways right now. Or you could be listening to one of our amazing podcasts available on the iTunes store download now. Uh, so you can tweet or Facebook us at Gay Savvy. Let us know. Send us a link. Tell us who, why, and what they have done to earn the crown. Because this stuff's got to be earned. It's got to be good. Uh, we are going to go straight to our next song, and it is very positive. In fact, it's very upbeat. It's Up by Samantha Jade. See what I did there? Gay Savvy. <laughs> Paulini's The Heartbreak is over here at Gay Savvy. Before that, we had a new one from Samantha Jade, Up. Um, not quite like the movie, but a very nice song indeed. <laughs> uh, very different to the movie, in fact, which made me cry very quickly. Um, <laughs> you are joined by Michael James, Cat, and John in the studio. Scottish John. I feel like you become less and less Scottish as the weeks wear on. I really, I remember when we first met and I was talking about my accent that I don't think is especially pronounced, but yeah, maybe I'm just becoming more Aussie. Is yeah. it especially pronounced? Is it? I, Tell I, him he's dreaming. Uh, it just, it, I think it just grows on us naturally. We don't even notice it is Scottish anymore. I could turn it on, but the listeners wouldn't understand what I was saying. The Scots uh, don't actually speak English. I've been to Scotland. Uh, That's a common misconception around they the world. Just grunt and throw things at each other. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. I've been to Glasgow. <laughs> what a, um, oh, what's the expression? Uh, something of fire. Baptism of fire. Baptism of fire. To indeed. introduce you to Scotland. <laughs> God, I love, I love Scottish accents. Um, I also love many things. And it's that time of the night where we find out exactly what we all love this week because there's so many things. So I want to kick it off tonight with the lovely lady of the house. Mm. She has a serious face on tonight. Yes. Well, no, I'm really happy about this, actually. This actually yeah. makes me happy. Tell me what you love. I can see the smile glowing across your face. Um, Jodie Foster got married. Oh, oh. did she? Yeah. I love lesbian weddings. All the lesbians are getting married. They're such a cute couple too. Her partner, Alexandra Hedison. Do you know her? I, she's I, very she's very cute. John's looking at a photo of her now. She used to be with Ellen. Yeah, I w- that's what I was curious about in this picture. I Back was thinking, isn't that Ellen? Well, that's that's Ellen, yes. Yeah. But that's, she used to be with Ellen, but she's been with Jodie Foster for a while. And they just got married this Aww. week. That's beautiful. I love that too. Isn't that? I, I love that. I yeah. just, you know, it came up today. I saw it and I thought, oh, yeah. they are such a lovely couple. I think in, particularly in a country like America that's so fractured in terms of its um, marriage rights across the states um, and there's so much diverse politics there. The more celebrities that come out and kind of fly the flag and, and show active progression, that's a really positive step, obviously in Jodie's personal life, but in a wider sense as well. Oh, bless. I just think it's pretty. If you want to know Pretty who, lesbian. if you're not sure who Alexandra, uh, Alexandra Hedison is, she was in the L Word for three seasons. Ah, just by the by, you, you know. Uh-huh. John, tell me, what do you love? What do I love? Um, I love the men of the armed forces um, whose lives will be celebrating tomorrow. Um, all of their lives were cut short. Um, during World War Two, and I think Way it's very... Keep it up, Pete, John. Well, I just think on Anzac Day, so many people are going to be celebrating the fact that they get paid a salary for having a day off or that they can watch a movie in the afternoon, which is very pleasant, and I'll be doing that too, but I think it's important to remember the reason that um, Anzac Day exists. But and- Anzac Day is unlike anything that you guys have in, like, Britain. 
<laughs> I'll say. And I've heard this a lot from, from people from over there who are like, wow, Anzac Day is different to Memorial Day in a lot of ways. It's like you see all these diggers in the morning marching, whatever, and then you see them drunk out of their minds at the pub by mm. 3 o'clock. It's like there's a time for dignity and it's the morning. Yeah. Well, I, I understand <laughs> that, though. I mean, I think that um, I've got a very close friend who is in the military and, you know, it's a day when they can kind of honour their fallen by enjoying, you know, one another's company and, and taking part in that brotherhood once the kind of dignified part of it and the service and the remembrance is passed. So I can I can understand why that would happen. It's not it's not British at all. Um we kind of keep stuff up our lips all day, but I think it's I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, I do love it. It's a it's an interesting day, a time to remember. So it's Thank particularly Australian. Yeah, it is. Thank you for reminding us. The one non-traditional <laughs> Australian person in the room takes the time to actually remind <laughs> us all that we are on Anzac Day Eve. Um, thank you, John. It's um, my pleasure. My You Know What I Love this week uh, is simply the one and only Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Stone, Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, he's a he's a wrestler and uh, he's big and he's tough and he's a WWE megastar. And uh, you know what? He, he supports marriage equality. Have a listen. News, uh, lately about same-sex marriage. Everybody's going crazy about this and some of the churches say, oh, no, can't do, you can't do that. I'm for same-sex marriage. I don't give a shit. If two guys, two gals, uh, guy, gal, what, whatever it is, I believe that any human being in America or any human being in the goddamn world that wants to be married, if it's the same sex, more power to them. And, and what also chaps my ass, Teddy, is that one of these churches or some of these churches have the, have the high horse that they get on and say, we as a church do not believe in that. Which one of these motherfuckers talked to God and God said that same-sex marriage was a no-can-do? Can you, can you verify? Can you give me some 411 on that background? And what's your feelings in general on that subject? Thank you very much, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what I love? I love that he said, chat my ass. I love that. <laughs> Do you know what? This is going to sound really awful and a little bit racist, perhaps. But with Americans his... are not a race. It's okay. <laughs> well, xenophobic then. With his accent, you imagine that he's going to say the opposite political view. And so it's really nice <laughs> yeah. to know that there are people from the middle states or the southern states the who state, are a little progressive. Yeah. You mean he sounds like a redneck. That's not what I'm saying. That's I'm, what you're saying. He's saying he wants to provide a musical accompaniment along the lines of... Ding, 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 That's it. Thank you so cold, Steve Austin. I just, I don't think there is a heterosexual ally in the mainstream media who I've heard articulate something so delicious and perfect. Yes. It was well put. Love it was it. well articulated. It was. Chat it my ass. Perfect way to round it. You know what I love this week. It's uh, time for some 7.30 messages. We will be back after this with our interview with the delightful Mr. Simon Copland about uh, our talking point for this week. Can you choose to be gay? Here at Gay Savvy. Switch is a community radio station run by Brisbane's youth for Brisbane's youth, and we value your feedback. So let us know what you think. Email feedback at switch1197.com. This is Avril Ravine's Here's to Never Growing Up here at Gay Savvy. Uh, we are back and uh, we're getting ready for our talking point tonight. Uh, which is an interesting question uh, that's been raised a few times before. Can you choose to be gay? Now, there was an 
an article that was written uh, by a very lovely and intelligent man who I happen to know uh, was written this week. Or no, last week, actually, I think it was. Sorry. Uh, it was called What's Wrong with Choosing to be Gay Anyway? And the author is Simon Copland, uh, who is a very intelligent author who writes for many places in Australia. He joins us live on the phone tonight. Hello, Simon. How are you? Oh, I'm doing much better after that very lovely introduction. Ah, oh, I always try and do lovely introductions. You get more flies with honey Fair than vinegar, enough. isn't that right, Michael? Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is really interesting, Simon. I read your article, and it's a kind of controversial. Mm-hmm. I, I, have you found that since it's come out, you've got a bit of backlash in that sense? Yeah, because I see 466 um, yeah. comments on this article. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the 466, that's actually the one of the... the most commented pieces I've, I've had, um, and it's definitely the most commented piece. It's in The Guardian, and it's the most commented piece I've had in The Guardian. Um, so, yeah, I've had some mixed um, reviews, certainly controversial, lots of positive feedback, some negative feedback, um, lots of good debate, which is exactly what I'm always after when I write stuff like that. So that's great. You do tend to write a lot of things that get a little bit of debate going. I love that. But yeah, um, we've yeah. kind of put the cart before the horse. Maybe you could explain to us, uh, and just for people who haven't read the article yet, what you were trying to say with it. Yeah, sure thing. So I guess I wrote the article in reaction to a range of comments I saw people make after the uh, election of Mike Baird as the New South Wales new Premier after all the Barry O'Farrell stuff. Um, And, you know, people reacted really strongly to one comment that he made a little while ago where he implied that uh, people choose the homosexual lifestyle. And a lot of people who are really upset about that. Um, And my my basic argument, you know, to, to... to, to cut a long story short is that I don't think there's anything wrong with people choosing the sex, choosing um, to be homosexual or choosing any form of sexuality and I think that we need to be able to articulate that. I think it's important to actually stand up for the right for people to make that sort of choice. You did cover the possibility for, um, for backlash though in the article itself. I mean you said that this question's been raised before um, and that a lot of uh, gay activists in particular um, find it... Uh, find it quite a difficult concept to get their head around. Cynthia Nixon was the example that you used um, when she said that she chose to be a lesbian. Um, a lot of gay activists found that quite offensive. So do you understand some of the reasoning behind the backlash or why people might find it difficult to deal with um, with the idea that we can choose to be gay and that's okay? Yeah, look, of course I can understand that. And I think that um, a lot of people don't have that experience of, you know, uh, of feeling like they've, you know, chosen to be gay, and that's um, fine. People have different experiences around that, um, and a lot of people see people attacking um, gay rights campaigners by saying, "Well, you just chose to be gay, so you can deal with that." And, you know, and some of the comments I've got have been about, for example, gay cure places that, you know, if we say that we can choose to be gay, then what's, you know, people can make the choice to go to these places, and what, you know, we should. You know that's, that makes people uncomfortable, and, I, and I'm uncomfortable with that as well. I think um, it's a difficult topic, but um, I, I still stand by what I say, and that I think that there are people who make these active choices. We all make active choices about our sexuality in different sorts of ways, and I'm not just talking about whether you're gay or lesbian, but about how you identify yourself, who you have sex with, how you have sex, how much you have sex, all of that sort of stuff. We all make these sorts of active choices, and we have to be able to articulate a, a an ability to stand by that and to fight for it because it's, there's nothing wrong with being homosexual and there's nothing wrong with choosing to be homosexual. Um, so we shouldn't um, back down from that. Yeah, absolutely. And you covered some points there that, that I kind of... that stuck with me. Um, and kind of what I what I got from it that it's kind of stuck as, as my view really was that I think... Um, I feel that probably there is... we are either 
we are born into either a a heterosexuality or we are born into something that that differs from that norm and i think that might for me i feel that like that's where we make our choice where there might be people that you know they, they talk about that kinsey scale and um there are those of us that have that kind of fluidity where we can at some point identify anywhere on that scale of you know one to ten and then make that choice um and then i think there are those of us that, that don't make any choice if that makes sense um and that, yeah, to that's be, what i took from that to be honest i have no idea um i think <laughs> that there are a lot of factors at play um i think that there are for everybody there's biological and social factors at play um and so you know you talk about people who may have no choice in picking a heterosexual lifestyle but we also have a society that says well if you like someone of the opposite sex if you're attracted to them then you're then you're definitely heterosexual and it sort of almost takes you know our society almost takes that choice away from you straight away um so i don't know you know it's hard to know sometimes it's hard to know but we all have i think what's important though is that we all have different experiences um and it's not set in some way where you know it's clear that on on blah blah day your sexuality is decided for you and that's what it is for the rest of your life yeah i mean i think you said a really interesting thing um earlier on about the fact that we need to be able to articulate our how we identify ourselves and what our choices there are um and i and i think that for some people they may have a problem with um, gay people saying that they choose to be gay or don't choose to be gay but most importantly is that if everybody feels comfortable with what they're doing and feels able to articulate that without being restricted by labels that's probably how we're going to be able to move forward yeah yeah look i think that's important it's it's, it's about that ability to to articulate that and to also stand up for it to be able to say look if cynthia nixon for example an example i've used a couple of times I if cynthia like nixon her. made that active choice to to be a lesbian and she's and that's how that's what she's done then we have to stand up for her because there's nothing wrong with that and that's the key ar- argument here there is nothing absolutely nothing wrong with choosing to be gay and that's when we, and we need to stand up for people who make those choices what a perfect, just as much as we need to stand up for people who d- didn't make those choices a perfect way to end that thank you so mm. much simon um thank you simon yeah and uh you know Absolutely hit the nail on your head for, for us tonight, as well as everybody else that read it. You've certainly uh, created a lot of debate, and I think that is, is vitally important. So thank you for your very interesting writing. I hope you continue to write more amazing things. And uh, thank you. Thank for... you very much. No, you're more than welcome. Thank you for joining us on the show. And uh, stay with us on the on the line. We'll uh, have a bit of a chat to you when we finish up and go to our next song for the evening, which is uh, Brisbane band Shepherd with a song that's been played 847,000 times at least in the last week. It's their song, Geronimo. Our guest this evening has been Simon Copland. We'll be back very shortly. Justin Timberlake's Mirrors there. And before that, we had Geronimo. By Does it Christine hurt your Shepherd. soul to... Uh... Fade out, Justin Timberlake, Michael. Not really. I've never been a huge JT <laughs> oh, really? fan. Oh, really? I no. wouldn't have picked that. No, not a huge fan. John? Well, I'm the real JT, so... <laughs> uh, my husband's hair used to look exactly like him when he was 18. He had this got the curly hair. It was dyed blonde on top. Absolutely gorgeous. But, yeah, no. My husband shits all over JT anyway. Uh, Do you think uh, that if you choose to be gay, you also choose to wear your hair like that? Oh, yes, you do have to choose to wear your hair like <laughs> Or are you just born like that? You just have style and it can't be helped. I think some people are born with a style too, but you do raise an interesting point. Uh, our guest before was Simon Coppin, who was uh, talking about his article about whether or not we choose to be gay, and if that's okay. Um, and I wanted that to be some more of our talking point tonight. Um, what do you guys think up there? Let us know if you're listening. 3221-0197 is the station number, or jump on Facebook and Twitter. Can you choose to be gay?
is is the question, and I want to know particularly from you two. You've heard Simon, you've read his article. What do you think, John? I know you're a little bit firm, so you have. I want a elevator pitch from you. Tell me, yes, no, why? Okay, it's a complex question, but to simplify it, my answer would be no. Um, no, you can't choose to be gay. I think that you can choose to sleep with people of um, various genders. And I think that many people um, are exploring and experimenting with sexuality these days. But I don't think that you can choose to be gay because that that word very specifically identifies you as, um, as a definition that some people um, feel they have been born as. So, no, you can't choose to be gay, but you can choose to sleep with people of different um, different genders. Okay. Interesting. Cat. Yeah, to what to this well, do you say? No. no. I don't think you can choose because well, maybe not ultimately. It's problematic. Because I understand what he's saying is if you said yes, I chose to be gay, so what? Like what's wrong with mm. that? Because I because I understand that, you know, to say that uh, you can't choose has a lot to do with saying why would we choose this lifestyle if you know we had a choice and blah 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 um so i see what he's saying but i don't think that you can because i think ultimately you would you know you could choose to sleep with someone cat are we agreed on something for once i know you could choose to sleep with someone but ultimately wouldn't you wouldn't that your internal stuff i'm beginning to think can you choose to be straight yeah yeah (laughs) I think at some point, some people can make a choice. Not everybody can make a choice. And that's what I've come to, to to decide. If you find yourself somewhere on the slippery slope, somewhere, whether you're experimenting, you are with women, maybe you try something with men, vice versa, then at some point you'll make a choice. Not everybody who is somewhere on the slippery slope will always fall dead and be by all the time. They will at some point probably choose a, a point in their life to make it easier for themselves, whatever they want to identify. And you might be a heterosexual man who suddenly starts sleeping with men for a little bit, finding it out, experimenting, whatever you are. For the rest of your life, you may hold on to that part where you did just like experimenting with men, but you probably won't do it again. Maybe you'll never do it again. Maybe you will occasionally, but you will continue to sleep with women and identify as a heterosexual male. But then that's not choosing to be gay. I think that mm. part, I, I think that when we're fighting for gay rights um, and gay activism is still very strong and important, I don't think that society as a whole is at a point where we're ready to say... Yes, you can choose to be gay because that just carries with it so many negative connotations and other questions that we're not ready but to we deal with. But we take away what society is saying. I think again, yes, I said we can go heterosexual there. At the same end of the scale, you can then be in that mix and go, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm, I have fallen in love with a man. I might have been, you know, ninety percent of my time being a heterosexual male, dipping my end in the center of the pool. And I found a man. I fall in love with him, and now I will identify as gay because that's where I found my love. I see that as a perfectly acceptable way to choose where you have taken your identity. I understand. And I don't think that individuals should in any way be condemned for those choices. Um, And I think that I just think that labels are too limiting at this point. And if we try and put a label on people who are experimenting or exploring or find something unexpected to say that they're choosing to be gay is oversimplifying the issue and is damaging terminology to some other people. I agree. Labels do play into it a little bit there, I think. I think labels are a key... Because those inclinations aren't a choice, though. I mean, you could choose... Ne- you yes. could have the inclination, uh, like, as a woman to want to sleep with other women and never act on it, mm. you know, uh, your whole life. And I think a lot of people have, you know, I think done we're that. born into on that slippery slope or not. But those Definitely. inclinations aren't yeah. a choice. 
those yeah. thoughts that run through your head or, you know, whatever is going on internally, mm. that's not a choice. Yeah, it's at some point your, your sexuality has differed from the norm and I think you're born into however that falls is, is a born thing and then you may make a choice based on being there. But I certainly don't think you choose to be in that n- non-normative se- sexuality or a straight heterosexual person. Love to know what you guys think out there. It's an interesting discussion. Stuff's happening online. Check out our Facebook page or our Twitter account at Gay Savvy or call into the station on 3221-0197. We'll be back uh, after these lovely songs with our 8 o'clock messages and uh, our 8 o'clock news here at Gay Savvy. We will in a moment when the computer stops playing up and... Plays the music. 2014. Expect the freshest beats. Expect the gosh. Jennifer isn't very happy about it. She's a bit jealous at the fact that Miley Cyrus's pixie cut is getting so much attention. Expect the unexpected. I can understand that. Miley and myself go to the same twerk instructor. Do you know how annoyed I am? Melomania with Scat, Holly, oh, and some guy called Troy. Sunday nights from midnight. On Switch 1197. If people judge me because I was female instead of by my ability, I may never have won Olympic gold. Talent, character, and how hard an athlete works is what sport's really about. And someone's sexual preference doesn't make them faster, slower, stronger, or weaker. I'm Libby Trickett, and no matter what your level of sport, if you can play, you can play. For more on how to keep your sport safe, fair, and inclusive for everyone, Go to playbytherules.net.au. Yeah, put the music back on. Let's get the party back cracking up in there, man. Where's your suit? Please turn up the music. Brisbane's Youth Alternative Switch. And welcome back to Gay Savvy. Michael, James, Cat, and John. The halfway point of the night. That was You Somebody by Kings of Leon. And before that, we had a bit of an old school throwback uh, with an Wheatus track, their song Truffles. Uh, but it is time for our 8 o'clock news, which uh, we are going to run away with. Uh, music tonight supplied uh, by DJ Bindi. It's going to be our, our music backing track. It's music. It's musical. It's mystical. I love it. Uh, but I'm going to take us away tonight. Uh, factual, th- Michael. Let's get to it. The news is factual. <laughs> I'm still sick. Mystical news. This is our mystical <laughs> Mystical music. It's not Westeros. <laughs> Maybe it is. Uh, Mike Baird has replaced Barry O'Farrell as Premier of New South Wales this week, but many are concerned the new Premier will do little for LGBTIQ rights in the state. In his three years as New South Wales Premier, O'Farrell had proved to be a moderate leader, supporting our LGBTI organisations, including ACON and Sydney Mardi Gras, and backing the law reforms such as the uh, erasure of the gay panic defence for murder. In recent weeks, however, his controversial new lockout liquor trading laws have threatened the vibrancy of Oxford Street's nightlife. Asked about marriage equality by the Sydney Morning Herald in 2012, Baird's response was troubling. While he indicated he'd be in favour of a conscience vote on the issue, he made clear that he did not himself support it, adding, I don't in any way see that as a degradation or a reduction in rights for those who are choosing to live a homosexual lifestyle, but for me, marriage involves a man and a woman, and I think that preserving that and the legacy and the history of that is important. He also voted against adoption by same-sex couples. 
New data suggests up to a third of LGBTI partygoers could be regularly taking crystal meth, far higher than in the straight population. Latest figures from the University of New South Wales Ecstasy and Related Drugs Reporting System, EDRS, show that a third of LGBTI ecstasy users had also taken methamphetamine compared to 23% of heterosexual users. It was the drug of choice for 16% of gay men. Gay men were also significantly more likely to have used GHB and heroin, with 8% using smack over the last six months. The use of the same drugs by lesbians and bisexuals, however, was much closer to that of heterosexuals. Music producer Ryan Lewis, best known for collaborating with Macklemore on worldwide marriage equality anthem Same Love and other hit songs, has revealed that his mother has been living with HIV for 30 years. The news came as he launched the 3030 Project, a not-for-profit organisation to raise funds to build healthcare centres worldwide. Lewis said his mother was diagnosed with HIV after receiving a blood transfusion during complications during the birth of his older sister in 1984. Lewis also has been seen in the international AIDS symbol, a red ribbon, tattooed on his arm in honour of his mother. In a continuing push to stamp out homophobia in in sport and celebrate diversity, two country Aussie rules teams will compete for the inaugural Pride Cup next month. The two local teams from the east and northeast of Melbourne, Yarra Glen and Yarra Junction, Junction even, will battle it out for the cup on a football field featuring rainbows at the 50-metre lines. The event has the backing of the AFL, who will host a pre-match luncheon with a discussion on diversity in sport with leaders from sporting, human rights, mental health and LGBTI organisations. Aussie Grinder users are a little surprised to find Christian outreach messages beneath the various torsos on their favourite hookup app this Easter. While many people are laughing off the messages, concluding that godlife.com is targeting the wrong market with its ads, others are very annoyed and concerned. A representative from the site was quick to reply with a reassuring message. Wow, we really are all over the world. We do not judge anyone. We simply want you to know the love of God and what his son did to save you from your sin. Concern about how ex-gay therapy providers destroy lives has led the Living Waters organisations to cease operations both in the USA and here in Australia in recent weeks. Uh, That's our gay-savvy news for this week. Uh, If you have any more news, stories, articles you'd like us to cover, make sure you shoot them over to us at Gay Savvy on Facebook or Twitter so we can include them in our news breakdown every week. Uh, my personal favourite there, though, had to be the... The uh, grinder the one. The grinder message. <laughs> I That's just, just wonderful. Beautiful. God is watching you. <laughs> God is watching you as you're trading those dirty, dirty pictures. Mm. The um the article on the drug use is concerning, though, um, given that gay men are um, more prone to depression um, and mental health issues than straight men. I wonder if there could be some kind of correlation there. It's a bit concerning. Yeah, it was concerning, but I thought it was bizarre. I've never in my life met a single gay person who takes crystal meth. Oh, really? Really. Oh. I've mean, known people who are silly enough to take recreational party drugs. Yeah. Um, and I've ne- and I've seen, you know, and heard them do the all, you know, the, the usual bad things. But crystal meth, I've only ever heard spoken about by gay people as though it's like something for junkies that I've I definitely, definitely know gay men that use crystal meth. It's Breaking Bad, man. Breaking Bad put it on the map. No, no, it's not even that. Like long before Breaking Bad. I'm just just kidding. Wow. Some, I know some, yeah, Gold Coast gays. Uh, You see, it's a Gold Coast drug, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Anyone from there. 
never Brisbane have I ever heard anybody even talk about it as a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard them talk about many other things that they shouldn't. So there you go. That it was all of our news for this week. Uh, we will be back very shortly um, after we have some more music. I've got a little bit of a a, uh, a semi throwback. We played her old old song a few weeks ago uh, with Sandy Tom's "I Wish I Was a Punk Rocker" with mm-hmm. flowers in my hair. Um, I don't think there was ever a single that anybody else knew from that album, so I've dug it up something else from that album. Okay, uh, and it's called "When Horsepower Meant uh, What When uh, When Horsepower Meant What It Said." I like it. You'll love it. Gay Savvy, we're back. That is the end of night here at Gay Savvy on Switch 1197. Uh, You could be listening to us live right now. You could even be listening to us in the magical world of podcasts. If you're not, you can later. Go to the iTunes store and download us. Make sure you shoot us a tweet or Facebook, Gay Savvy. If you are listening on anything we're talking about tonight, you want to share your stories, give us a call on 3221-0197. It's time for, like... One of the most heated sessions <laughs> of the show, which all just took place off air. Um, and that none of that has anything to do with tonight. Um, because tonight we're going to get everything off our chest that's already been bothering us. We may have uncovered a talking point for next week, I think. But time <laughs> for What's Got Your Goat. What's got your goat this week? What's the niggly? Well, should I say thing? what we were saying off air? Because I, if that, if you want to be what that's got your goat oh. this week, I think it should be because you were fired. <laughs> Just fire. as, as a lead-in, though, this does follow on from the news article earlier about the grinder messages from from Christians, yeah. and that sparked a discussion um, during the songs just there. So yes. take it away, Kat. What's it got did. your goat? What's got well, your goat? Look, I just I just don't like that that message was you know John had said oh it seems quite um, nice and non-assuming the message that was coming up on Grinder from the religious freaks uh, just <laughs> saying you know we love you we want you to reconnect with God you know everything's fine and I just find it annoying because the you know, call me a fascist if you will but the older I, <laughs> the older I get the less I have time for well-meaning religious types. You know, and, and it annoys me when Christians say, oh, you know, I'm a Christian, I identify as a Christian, but I believe in gay marriage. I think that's fine. I don't think God would discriminate against gays. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-contraception. You know, that, that, that doesn't bother me. That's fine too, you know, if they're Catholic in particular. Um, you know, there's sort of these, these pick-and-choose Christians or pick-and-choose Catholics or whatever denomination they are, and they sort of go, no, you know, I'm, I'm forward-thinking enough to realize that these things don't fit in. <laughs> You know, so I'll just reject them, but I'll still call myself a Christian. It annoys me. Stop it. Because <laughs> that's not what the church, that's not what the, the organized religion wants you to believe. That's not what they've sanctioned you to believe. You don't get to go around picking and choosing. And you, you don't get to prop these organizations up that are just so horrible and hideous and insidious and do terrible things around the world. We could sit I hate you it. on a little tiny person's soapbox for like an hour and a half and you could sit there and talk about that, couldn't you? I could, I could, because I hate it. I'm <laughs> sick of it. I'm just anti-religion in all its forms. And I don't care if it gives you solace. Oh, That's so small-minded. Not small-minded. <laughs> oh, it is even me who is so anti-religion. I am not <laughs> even with you, Kat. I'm like... there is. For my lack of faith, I still appreciate other people's faith. And when it doesn't appear with, interfere with other people's lives, I think there is simply no harm in people having I'm faith. I'm not going to go around converting anybody. You know. You're not going to. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go. Jesus love. I'm, I'm not going to turn up on their doorstep wearing my skinny little tie going, you know, hey, this is Darwin's theory of evolution. You know, he's an amazing <laughs> man. Uh, and he brought an amazing message to the world. We'd like to share it with you. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I just, I don't have time for it in my own life. Yeah, but in, in what way does it demand or impact on your time? 
like how does though even having the conversation makes me mad all right because i don't have time i'm gonna muzzle you done (laughs) we got you got off your chest john What's got your goat this week? Um, what's got my goat is actually um, an article that I think you might be possibly discussing as what's got your goat, but it might be for different reasons. So don't want to steal your thunder, but there was an, uh, there was an article about why gay men aren't fat that I read. Um, and it was a review of Simon Doonan's book. Um, if anyone's ever seen the sitcom Beautiful People, it was based on Simon Doonan's life growing up in England. And then he became a famous um, window dresser in New York. And he's now written a book called Gay Men Aren't Fat. Um, as Michael demonstrates his entire lack of fat to us. Mm. He's he's not fat at all. But um, yeah, basically the, the outcome of this article that I read reviewed the book and looked at the reasons that gay men aren't fat. And apparently it's the fear. The fear that we're going to not only die alone, but that even when we do um, foster a relationship with someone long term, we're not going to be able to get any hotties on the side, which I thought was an insidious, to use Kat's word, an insidious message. What like so? Gay uh, straight people can marry and then let themselves go, but gay people can meet someone and then not let themselves go because they're going to be engaging in threesomes and you don't want fat fuggos for your threesome. It was ridiculous <laughs> and offensive to any kind of long-term um, monogamous gay relationship that does exist. So I found that offensive. Have you let yourself go, John? I have actually <laughs> since I met my partner. I have started to let myself go a little bit. So that's how why many, it's really got you good. How many times a week you go to the gym? Um. Three. Thank you. How many times would you meet your PT? Three. <laughs> yeah, shut up. But I only went one time this week, so letting myself go. Oh. Right. Just don't even go there. Well, look, you know what, John? It does tie in. And, and for me, what's got my goat this week is muscled gay men. Gay men who I would have thought that would be the opposite. I would have thought that's what you love. No, no. And that's <laughs> no. entirely <laughs> the point. And it's based on reading this thing. So what's got my goat? Gay men and muscles, you're assholes. You are are vacuous assholes and you're destroying each other and I just cannot stand it. I have never for one moment in my life been worried about whether or not I have muscles or not. Not at all. Never have I thought that is why someone would or would not think I was attractive and I've never at any point attempted to put a single muscle on my body and I'm perfectly happy with it. But you read this thing and it's like this... And I see it around these people around me at the moment and they are crafting their bodies to fit their perfect grinder profile in order to attract somebody who they think must only be attracted to muscles as well. What is just the big deal about muscles? Who really cares? Because muscles are nice. I'm like Lindsay Lohan (laughs) in Mean Girls standing there where they're talking about everything that's wrong with their bodies. I thought there was fat and thin, but no. There has to be height disproportionate to weight proportion and all of these other things that just does my head in. Oh, look, it's (laughs) easy for us men. Married men to dismiss yeah. the need for muscles, though. Like no, it's the when, same for women too. Like it's skinny single. isn't in anymore. Fit is in. Even when I was young and single and whatnot, I never had a single bit of muscle on my life. I've always been a little bit on the chubby side, and I have never. You're not chubby. What a load of nonsense! If you think you're chubby, then what hope is there for actual fat people, Michael? <laughs> I'm not toned around my middle section, nonetheless, and I've. Like, I've always been like, eh, you know, I've got a belly, but I've never stressed myself about it. Never gone to a gym. I didn't know Anthony was a chubby chaser. Oh, 
Oh, you've gone down. Yeah, but you play you play rugby though, so I mean that's going to keep you fit and healthy. That's the reason I go to the gym. I know it's the fallback that all these muscle mirrors make fit and healthy. Um, I know a lot of none of them are trying to be filthy, fit and healthy. If <laughs> They're you, all trying to be filthy. If you are going to the gym seven days a week, there is no way on this green earth that you are going there because you are trying to get fit and healthy. You, you are go going because smoke you want to look good naked. Everyone wants to look good naked, that's Michael, right. and that's okay. I, I think if you are confident that you look good naked, then you are. But you know and what's not okay? Believing in God. Yeah. yeah. Ha. Who Correct. created all of our bodies. Correct. Anyway, oh, we could... <laughs> don't get me oh, started. Oh, look, bitches, we could just go on for hours like this, but no. Let's let's wrap it up. That's what's got our goats this week. What's got our goats? Each other. Yeah. Each other. You're all assholes. Now stop. Uh, but if, what, if you want to comment on anything we had to say tonight, <laughs> I would have a lot to say about <laughs> what we said tonight. Please feel free. Ring in. Abuse us. 32210197. Jump on Facebook or Twitter uh, and let us know what you think as well. At Gay Savvy. Going to go into some songs, some messages, all of the nice things here, is the, here and there. Take it away with a bit of Regina Spectre and Train here at Gay Savvy. Me by Train from the album Save Me San Francisco here at Gay Savvy. Michael James, Kat and John. Time for the freaky, the wacky, the weird, the wonderful, the bizarre files. We find the strangest things around the world and we bring them to you every week. This one tonight involves lesbians. Mm, Three lesbians. Three lesbians. A truple. A truple, a kitty, a doll and a baby. Yeah, what? Yeah. And you see, it's not... I would hate to sound like I'm uh, beating up on polygamy because I'm not. I, you know, love polygamous. Go for gold. Marry as many as you like. It's just as... Their names. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> first of all, story, for people listening... The way it's presented is very... Yeah. These three women got married to each other as a three-way. Not legally, obviously. Polygamy is not legal in Massachusetts in the state that they live, but... To, yeah. they, two of them got legally married, and but for the ceremony, the three of them all wore the white dress and did the thing, and they all walked down the aisle together. And they have pursued um, legal action on being having all of their assets split three ways. So it's kind yeah. of like the opposite of a prenup. Even if it's not a legal marriage, they actually are more married than people who with prenuptial agreements. So yeah. it, it is a legitimate splitting of the assets. It's not just a hokey wedding. Yeah, so yes, correct. All their... All their assets go uh, get split three ways equally, blah, blah, blah. They're officially married. Uh, but their names are Doll, Bryn, and Kitten. Yeah, yeah. Dolly, Bryn, and they look and like Kitten. strippers. They do. And look, <laughs> they, they kind of look a little like strippers, and they kind of look a little like they, they try to create themselves as some kind of like um, a Sailor Moon characters. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like the three brides of Sailor Moon. Mm. And. And it's really weird. It's like they, it's, it's just come out of left of nowhere and they're calling themselves the first in the world. Um, well, that can't be true. Yeah. There's even, lots of alternative relationships out there. I don't think three is particularly weird. They who say they're the only thruple in the world and are expecting their first child. I think that's not true. And they're not even legally married, but it's like they're, they're getting out there and they want everybody to know oh, we're a thruple and we're like the only one. Am I? No, no, I think that's a lot of them everywhere. Um, I like that they were together, that Kitten... I mean, that Doll and Bryn were together for two and a half years and then they got Kitten in on the action and Kitten's the one having the babies. I it's almost of, like marrying your surrogate. I kind of find it hilarious because really the standard thing is two lesbians get together for two and a half years and then they get a kitten. Um, <laughs> really? Don't don't lesbians get a kitten after two and a half minutes? Actually, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> two and a half minutes they get a cat. So yeah, they kind of, you know. Yeah. Two and a half years, they're probably having the acrimonious divorce. It's like 40 years worth of regular marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
It is. It's, uh, it's yeah. Doll, kitten, and Bryn walked down the aisle. There's a perfectly ordinary English sentence. I actually, I think this is this is lovely. Um, given that we're always talking about how important it is to respect um people's choice of identity and people's choice of partner, then yeah. these women seem incredibly happy with the family they've created. And I think if we label them as freak of the week or we put them in the bizarre files, then it's a further extension of the discrimination that we ourselves don't appreciate feeling. Thank so yes, it's thank you, Captain Killjoy. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but it's it's a particular minority and it's very specific. But uh, I, they seem very happy with one another, and I don't think that should be shunned. See, that's why I said it's not because they're polygamous. It's because they've got funny names and they look like Sailor Moon brides. <laughs> All go for he's, the polygamous. He's, he's discriminating against them on the basis of the way they look, not yes, their choices. That's right. We <laughs> love polygamy. Well, people are born the way they look. Yes, and I'm also. Um, but they don't. They're not born with blue dyed hair, I suppose. <laughs> yes, and I'm also blaming them the freaks because of the way in which they've approached the situation as being the only thruple in the world, and the fact that they're being incredibly attention seeking and just a little bit special. Yeah, you're I, right. Media reports are always completely accurate in terms of the representation of those interviewed. Always. Oh, look, you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who I'm going to send out in the corner tonight. You or her or both of you hey, are both misbehaving. I've been fine. Oh, you have. Not. How very dare you. You much. Oh, you have very dare <laughs> you, <laughs> Miss Catherine. Um, if you uh, agree or disagree with us, let us know. Catherine, put that up on the facial book page mm-hmm. um, and have a look and let us know. What do you think? Three double two one zero one nine seven is the studio number. Or I want to know if you've been in a thruple. Uh, call in and let us know or tweet or Facebook us. Have you been in a thruple? What was it like? A friend of mine was in one and it was lovely. And their na- his their names weren't Kitten and Dolly um, and they didn't look like the Sailor Moon elite. Um, so, yeah. A I'm friend curious. of mine was in one and without naming names, all three of them had the same first name. No. no. Yeah, true story. That is eight different kinds of awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. That's- that is absolutely... Can we ask what the name was? Or will that give it away? No, that, for the, anyone who might be listening, that would give it away, but I'll tell you both off the air. The Johns. Oh, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. It's even better if you've been in a thruple and you all have the same name. I want to know about that too. Let us know. Uh, but we need some more music here. A uh, little bit of a story to tell you when we come back about what Kylie Minogue got herself in trouble for today. So here's her new song that got her in trouble. I was going to cancel. Here, Gay Savvy. So Adam Lambert's Trespass... Uh, Nirvana, sorry, from the album Trespassing... Uh, we're at the end of the night. Michael James and Cat for Gay Savvy. Been an amazing night. We've got to find out what is happening around the traps for the next couple of days. We've got a long weekend ahead of us. Uh, as John let us know, uh, don't forget tomorrow, of course, is Anzac Day. There will be lots of Anzac Day services around. Be sure to go pay your respects in whichever way you do that. Uh, and remember, of course, uh, lest we forget. But what else is happening socially around the traps this week? Kat, you were telling me about Michelle Zen. Yeah, Michelle Zen. Uh, if anyone out there caught Dykes on Mike last night, we had an interview with her. She's lovely. She's a great local lass, and she does electronic music. She's got this wonderful cover of Drank. You know that uh, swimming pools? Drank. Mm, no. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Drink. Lamar, I think, is, is who does that. But anyway, she does a really good cover of that. She does really great electronic music. So if you like that kind of thing, go down to the Globe on Saturday night and check her out. Very nice. She's got Laura some great supporting up. acts as well. They're up from Melbourne. Very nice. Mm. And it's uh, with Youth Fire, is it? Uh, yeah. Michelle's in Neon Fire, Black, Back, Back, Forward, Forward, Youth Fire. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. It's at the Globe this Saturday. At 7pm even. Mm. Oh, look at me all over that. 
Um, there is also... Um, oh, God, completely lost it. Uh, next week is what I was looking at. Uh, next week uh, on Friday night is the Fruits with a Twist event sponsored by Maverick Hotel. As the QA Hotel in New Farm. Uh, that will be, I think it's a 7 o'clock kickoff. Um, it's business networking for the gays as well, which is always very, very nice. Uh, and all of your usual pubs and clubs will have all of their things happening uh, around the traps uh, to uh, across the weekend. But, you know, you can't obviously... I don't know what time everything opens tomorrow. I can't remember. Uh, everything's normal opening times tomorrow. Oh, is it? Uh, yes. So tonight... Um, oh, closes at midnight. At midnight. So That's pubs right. and clubs are closed at midnight tonight, but tomorrow will be normaling. Uh, uh, normal. Normaling. Normaling. Wow. Oh. Um, if I was drunk, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, speaking of normaling, mm. I wanted to, to just update on a little bit of controversy that mm. happened this afternoon. Kylie Minogue got in trouble. Well, not her specifically, but there's some stuff breaking on Facebook today. Apparently, she was filming the film clip for her new song, I Was Gonna Cancel. Uh, and they called on backup dancers to, to come and be a part of this. And they were offered two choices for payment. One was they could take nothing for the chance to appear at the Logies with her on Sunday. Or... They could work for 10 hours and receive $100 payment. That's slave labour. That is awful. I mean, these are people who have money in an arts industry, which is very rare. Usually people are scraping for money and funding is a struggle. But people who have millions of dollars can't pay a fair wage for fair work. Yeah, that's that's horrendous. It is awful, especially considering most of the gays are likely, most of the dancers are likely to be the gays, and the gays are the primary people to give her her money anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, the circle of life. What are you yes. thinking, Kylie? Exactly. Um, but what happened in the end was some of them um, kicked up a stick and they actually went to their union because there is a performers' equity union uh, who look after performers of all shapes, sizes, and, and skills. Um, and they have, uh, Kylie's people have agreed um, that all dancers appearing on the show will be paid. And uh, the, equity, the equity people are demanding $550 per dancer. Um, which is much better than the uh, the one hundred dollars or nothing that they were being offered. So uh, good outcome there. But Kylie, you got to watch what people are doing because obviously she would have had nothing to do with that. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, her management, her people would. She personally would not have been involved. But it's very important, you know, as an artist to be aware of these things because mm. it's it's her name that it's associated with. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, I guess next um next public holiday in October when we have Labor Day, these are the people we need to remember lest we forget, you know, fair work for our fair wage. It's very important. All the little dancing... Uh, nope, can't find an appropriate one. <laughs> 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 all, all, all the dancing uh, queens, love. Yes, dancing all the dancing queens. queens. That's <laughs> what you were looking for. Just reflect, just reflect on their struggle. Mm. That's right. And then we, can, we should have a dancing queen float for Labor Day this year. Yeah. <laughs> that would be... That would be great, so we can remember the dancers that were overlooked by Kylie Minogue. Dancing <laughs> queen, feel the beat of the tambourine. Oh, right. goodness. I love my singing. It's amazing. Look, guys, that's all we've got time for tonight. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Please ensure that if you love the show, you go and jump on our iTunes store and search for Gay Savvy Podcast. Download us, rate, review, subscribe. Tell us how wonderful we are. And also jump on our social media outlets, t- uh, Twitter and Facebook, both of them at Gay Savvy. And tune in next week, 7 till 9 p.m. on Switch 1197. AM, or you can, of course, listen online at switch1197.com. Thank you very much for joining us. You guys have been marvellous. Have you had a good night? Wonderful night. Excellent. Yeah, lovely night. We shall see you return for the very next episode. Thank you very much, guys. I'm Michael James. I'm Kat Rye. And Scottish John. Have a good night.